So today I have a new guest and I'm really, really excited to have this guest because he's Kurdish and I never uh, had a Kurdish guest um, on my podcast. Um, so before I talk and continue talking, why would you, why wouldn't you introduce yourself? Uh, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. My name is Sherwan. I'm an architect and real estate agent, also a reader, a traveler. Uh, I live in uh, Erbil, uh, Kurdistan of Iraq. And currently I'm a freelancer and working in Erbil, between Erbil and Dubai, actually. Interesting. Um, yeah. I wrote some questions, um, 11 questions for you. Um, this is far away of your job we are doing. Um, it's far more um, who, who you are as a human being. Um, it's called like the human behind the name. Uh, mm -hmm. And why are you you? Um, because your page um, seems to be very interesting. And um, I got caught um, 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 in your page through um, other Kurdish people um, who are posting um, your um, your um, your posts. So um, if you're ready, I'm going to start with the first question. Um, how was your childhood? I think my childhood was a normal childhood like other Kurdish children, let's say, in the north, in the Kurdistan of Iraq. Of course, we grew up seeing worse happenings in, in our childhood. I remember my childhood was, I've seen peace, I've seen wars, but the most importantly, I've been raised in a very healthy family, let's say. Uh, I got raised very well by my parents, and um, I always had good relationship when I was a kid with my neighbor kids and in school also. So it was it was pretty normal as a kid, beside the fact that I had some really tough war memories. I remember that. So whenever I go back to my childhood, always a part of war is occupying my brain. Yeah. How was your relationship with your parents? Uh, I have always had a good relationship with my parents actually since i was a kid uh, of course when you're a kid kurdish parents usually force you to study you know maybe when you're a kid you don't have very let's say dreamy lovely memories but because they were doing something for your own good that you might not think about it that day or that time but they were always taking care of me whether the fun way or the hard way, they made sure I study and I finished my my school uh, work. And yeah, I remember I hated going to the bathroom. So my mom was forcing me to take me to the bathroom. I mm. have those uh, childhood memories. They were funny. They were sad sometimes. But overall, when I remember it, it puts a smile on my face. So I think it's a good memory. Are you close to your mom or your dad? I'm close to both of them, let's say. I would say I'm a part um, of both of them. Uh, I'm as tall as my mom, physically. I would say uh, mentally or personality-wise, I think I might be more similar to my dad. But with both of them, I'm having... Um, Healthy, kind, good, fun, uh, son and parent relationship, despite so many, of course, uh, differences when it comes to 
uh, mentality, when it comes to daily life, when it comes to psychology, when it comes to everything. I think every children, everybody has these differences for this, with uh, their parents, especially in our community. Since our parents lived in an era and now we're living in a different era, you know, everything happened so fast in Kurdistan and in Iraq. So I think it's normal to have different perspectives of life. Sometimes you face difficulties, sometimes you try to explain it to them. Uh, sometimes they will understand, sometimes they will not understand, sometimes they will accept, sometimes they will not accept. But I understand the whole idea that two different mentalities, mm. even though it's two different mentalities, you can still have a very happy relationship with your mm. parents and you can have a very happy home if you know how to balance it, mm. if you know how to manage it. For example, I I would say, I like we're many siblings. We're like eight siblings. I'm the youngest, but everybody is married, so my parents now live with me. I, I would say I personally have a double personality, one personality outside of the house and one personality inside of the house. It's the same person, but like, for example, when I'm with my parents, I would try to choose wisely what to talk about, you know, what they would understand, what they would appreciate, what they would make them happy. Because I think sometimes parents at, at the age, you don't have to go too far with them in a conversation, you know, because they're in peace with their mind and you don't want to disturb that. So it's, I'm talking indirectly in so many aspects of life. So mm. I've chosen that way when I'm around my parents, like, well, I'm not spending a lot of time with them since I'm very busy outside of the house with work. But whenever I go home, at least I try to have dinner, have tea uh, with my parents or watch TV together. Uh, I try to balance it. But whenever I go upstairs to my library, I'm entirely a different person. But I'm happy overall at, at the house. Yeah. Um, you were talking about education, um, and um, the thing is, I know like many people, um, especially like um Kurdish families who go who migrate to Europe or to to the U.S., um, they concentrate um on their children to have the best education, and sometimes or very often the children get exhausted about the um about the what is it called the, the strictness of the parents, um. You have to be a doctor, an engineer, or architect. Um, but um, while I was growing up, um, I felt I have to be smarter than than my fellow one. But I have to study harder because I'm I have like a migration history. Although I was born here um, in Germany, and I don't know how the Kurdish families in um, Kurdistan are like. Are they really strict or are my or or are the families, Kurdish families in Europe stricter? Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I would say Kurdish family here might be more stricter when it comes to being a doctor. It's a big deal in, in, in Kurdistan and in Iraq overall, you know, not only in, in Kurdish community, in the entire mm. Iraqi community, being a doctor, being an engineer, it's still something very, very important to them these cases have happened in my family in the big family not not with my siblings but 
luckily for my case, when I was a kid, I remember I was six, seven years old. I, I was sketching, drawing houses. I was in love with architecture. So everybody in the family kind of somehow knew that I'm working to be an architect and I love it. So they supported me from the day one, especially okay. my, my dad and my mom. So I never had this arguments with my parents about that. Even when I uh, graduated from high school, when I got a very good degree, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't apply for any other uh, colleges, like let's say medicine colleges or anything, just architectural department. And my family was very happy with that. But we had similar cases, the one that you're talking about in the, in the big family, without uh, mentioning details. But I know many of, of my family members suffered that circumstances of being forced to choose a career which they do not like. And I believe that affects on that person's mentality a lot everywhere, wherever you're in Kurdistan or in Iraq, because doing something by force that you do not like, I, I don't think that there ever will be any kind of good outcomes out of that thing. Yeah. Next question. Um, how's your relationship with money? Who doesn't love money? I mean, come on. <laughs> it's a very it's a very funny and sad question in the same time, actually. It's a very complicated subject, money. Because we, we have a say, we, money is a wasila, you know, we, with money, you can do a lot of things. It's your decision. It's your perspective, how to use that money. But I would say I have been poor and then I started working. Then I was able to make some money to be able to pay for my bills and to travel and to, let's say, have my own house. Of course, having money but the way that you worked for it. And uh, it's, 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 life would be much easier, healthier, kind of sometime, if you use it the right way, happier than if you do not have money. So, but I try my, my let's say my method for money is, many people here generally in Kurdistan and Iraq they work very hard their entire life and they make a lot of money, but they never enjoy it. They're always, always saving it, keeping it for future, for their children, grandchildren, and they're losing, they're forgetting about themselves. For them, life is a destination, not a journey. I, on the other hand, think otherwise. For example, for me, today is the most important day of my life. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yesterday has passed. So I make sure, certainly, I use some of that money for my own good, for my own happiness, for my own peace of mind today. So I'm trying to make a balance. I'm living. I have a destination, of course. But for me, it's more about the journey. So I don't miss out anything. I don't regret anything. If I look to buy a, a very nice suit, I make sure I collect some money, save some, and uh, spend the rest on my suit. If I want to travel abroad, I make sure I save some money and travel abroad. So, of course, I have a good relationship with that. I need to make more, 
but uh, I'm always very satisfied. For me, it's never about the numbers. For me, always it's about with that exact amount of money, what I can do. That's the question many people forget to ask themselves. Mm. That's right. If you have if you have five hundred dollars, what you can do with five hundred dollars? Many people have millions of dollars, yet they're unable to spend it wisely for their own health, for their own happiness, for their own peace of mind. I try to see what I can do with even a little, let's say, amount of money. And of course, I've learned that during many years but Hmm. uh, I love working to make some money to educate myself traveling is education buying books is education Uh, if you want to look good you make yourself happy that's uh, also in your own service you're making yourself happy you're doing something good so there are a lot of good things actually someone can do with money I have a good relationship Good answer. Um, next question. What are you afraid of? Definitely death. Definitely. Why? Oh, this why it requires a very, very long answer. But actually, there are two things for me. I will be very honest about it. Uh, death is number one. I would say commitment is number two. Uh, I still haven't dealt with the commitment issue. Uh, Maybe it's not an issue, but like I know commitment is something that I fear. But death certainly is terrifying. It's horrible for me. And regardless, whatever religion says different religion regardless whatever other mythology says whatever science says i'm not talking about that but the fact that i don't know what is waiting for me or what's gonna happen or when it's gonna happen and how it's gonna happen it terrifies me a lot and that makes my life more fun for now because now that i know there is one day we will leave this this planet with this life i make sure i enjoy every single second of my life but yet this terrifies me if you are not afraid of anything what would you what would you do you reminded me of the tv show breaking bad so I will answer you by asking a question to all of us, right? Because I always ask myself this question. So Walter White is a high school teacher, okay? He gets, he gets diagnosed for cancer, and then he's very smart. He becomes, a, a, he makes some kinds of drug, methamphetamine, and become a drug dealer. He thinks that he's going to die in six months anyway, Okay. So he has no fear of death or prison or, or government or police or killing, whatever it is. He has no fear. So he will choose to be a drug dealer, make money, 
to leave the money for his kids after he passes away so they were able to go to college. So here is the question. He's doing something bad on this one hand, but he has a good reason on the other hand. But the main question is, what would you do if you were in his shoes? That's always the question I ask myself, and I have never been able to answer it. If I knew for sure I'm going to die in two months and I have absolutely no fear of anything, what would I do? I don't know. I think of that every day, but I really don't know. I don't think I will be capable of doing bad things. I don't think I will be capable of hurting people. Uh, but I would certainly do something that maybe people have always judged you. Maybe uh, community rules have always judged you, you know? Like, I don't know what exactly, but it would be nice to feel free, entirely free for, for a couple of months without fear of anything. But I would definitely do some certain things, but I don't know. I really don't know. And I always ask myself this question. And I'm sure you ask yourself too. Yeah, I did, yeah. Um, one of the things was um, doing a video podcast, not an audio podcast. And um, turning that podcast into like into a face-to-face -face, uh, podcast, that was my fear. And uh, I'm going to upload this as a video podcast. And yeah, I'm kind of afraid, but um, I have to be, I have to go to that step. Um, may, I ask, may I ask why you're afraid of that? Uh, judgments and my interview, like, like the purpose behind this interview or this podcast is interviewing people to be less judge judgmental and, and I think social media is always judgmental and I just have yeah. to be more aware and more stronger uh, to, to resist um, that criticism general yeah, while you're doing this yeah. I completely get you I have, the, I have that fear too, fear of judgment mm-hmm yeah. yeah, I have that too. Yeah, especially especially when you're on a public panel on social media, mm. you would rather be very careful since you have a different audience. Let's say you have maybe religious people, you have agnostic, you have atheists, you have different culture background, different nationalities. You know, so you would not want to say something that offends some people. Mm. Or they might understand you, get you in a different way. So it's it's a very sensitive panel, you know. Very. In my case, I try to be in peace with everybody and try not to hurt anyone's mm. feeling as much as possible. Yes. I know. I'm. I'm convinced that I cannot please um everybody. Um, but I'm trying to do good, like good service to people. But then I ask myself, what is good service? Um, if this, yeah, but, um, yeah, um, I just, what should I say? I'm going to do, I think, going to do I this think podcast. By, by doing this podcast, you're, you're, you're doing a service to the community. 
So I think you're doing good and I'm proud of you. Thank you. Um, next question. If money yes. is guaranteed for life for you and your family and your generation after you, but the condition is you have to choose a job, what would it be? I know the answer. Real estate. Yeah. Like do your job <laughs> you're doing. Because you said you have got the You know why you know you know why I'm saying that? Because I don't feel that I'm working. It has become my lifestyle. Because real estate is all about communicating with people, being honest with people, make them happy, selling the right product, proving them that you were right, you know, going on dinners and like talking about properties. I think it's a very fun for me career or field or lifestyle so even if i don't do it for money i would still do it because i don't feel that i'm working i never felt that i'm working at all even for example in july i was i was on a trip to europe i was sponsoring one project for seven for for two weeks because i was there for two weeks i let my social media run and work for me and while i was there i was answering every question on social media about those projects that I was working. And I was not bothered by it. Even I was on my vacation, but answering people about properties. And I knew for sure only one person or two percent of those questions that people are asking, they're real buyers. But I will be happy to mm. answer everybody. You know, it's always like that. You will have 20 clients, one will buy. But will you ignore the, the, the other 90? I never do that. I try to build a relationship with them. I try to meet them. I try to, to, to tell them about the different kind of, of properties, even if they don't buy it. So I think that would be the perfect career for me if I don't do it for money, because still I'm not doing it for money sometimes. So you, your guess was, it was, was right. It's realistic. Next question. Uh, Mr. Shiwan, in one word. Honest. Okay. Yep. If you have your own heart in your hands, what would you advise it? Stop being that emotional. I'm very emotional. What's the best moment Lying. in your life? Uh, usually what's the best moment or what was the best moment? Any moment, what you have in mind right now. What's the best uh, moment? Best moment is for me when I sell. Mm. Okay. That's the best moment for me. Any regrets? Um. Yes, and I cannot talk about it. So, um... I got to know you a little bit um, that you said in your childhood you have. Uh, why are you you? Who is Shirwan Muhammad? <sighs> so I do a lot of things. As I told you, I read, I travel, I'm an architect, I'm in real estate. But I can never tell you I'm one thing. I think I'm a package, lots of things working together. If you take out one thing that might affect me a lot. Mm -hmm. So um, when people tell me, are you an architect? I say, yeah, I'm an architect and real estate developer or agent and reader and traveler. So it's a combination 
of you think that when I do, it makes me for who I am. It mm. completes me. It pleases me. It evolves me to be a better person every day. So yeah, I'm, I'm these four things as a package. Great. Yeah. I don't have any questions anymore. If you have anything to say, then go ahead. Uh, I think this was, I would say, one of the most productive uh, podcasts or interviews I've had. The questions were very nicely, wisely, perfectly chosen. And I really enjoyed it. And I would like to thank you for this opportunity. We postponed it a lot, but we had some reasons, but I'm very, very happy we made it. Yes, finally we made it. Um, it was actually yesterday, but yes. I couldn't do iOS. The traffic was, what is it? How is it called? Uh, I got stuck in traffic. Um, I was like about one and a half hour in the car, mm -hmm. although mm -hmm. um, it was very exhausting. But yeah, I'm at home. So thank you so much for the time. I'm going to post it next week um, and I have to video edit it, everything. I still don't have a video editor, but um, I hope in the future. And um, yeah. Take your you. time. Next, next week I will be in Europe anyway, so you can send it to me whenever it's ready. Jalo. Thank you.